Oh wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to episode 283 of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, this week we're talking about how Sony says it believes that Xbox owning Call of Duty could influence players to switch from sorry from playstation to xbox we're going to talk about the big reveals at evo playstation 5 ui beta impressions and so much more and with all that said and with all that out of the way the greatest co-host whoever is whoever will be mr kyle stevenson how are you sir oh man loaded question right there i'm okay yeah I'm tired. I have a really bad toothache, everybody. It's the last five days or so. I've, I've, it's been killing me. Go to the dentist tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Um, not really looking forward to it because uh, I know, Joe, we've talked off air about our uh, mutual mutual uh, fumbling that we <laughs> when it comes to our dental health. Yeah. Um, one of the first major things, and let's get real for a second. When I get depressed, mm-hmm. my my mouth care goes out the window it, yeah. it straight up just goes out the window i could care less about brushing my teeth when oh i'm super God. depressed it's the truth it sucks i have to live with it it's gross so it's it's been a while i am judging and you You need to brush your teeth every guy hey listen you can judge me that's fine right, i'm not depressed right now i'm brushing my teeth right, now good, good uh, <laughs> uh but yeah so I'm, I'm not looking forward to the thousands upon thousands of dollars that will probably be needed to fix my teeth that's fair enough i mean i've been through it like uh man i think my dental dilemma was from all the way from like november last year to like april it ended I had like mm. two root canals. It was not fun, but need to happen. I feel like once yeah. you hit 30, that's when things just start breaking down. Yep. Your knees start hurting for no oh, reason. Yeah. You do wake your knees up with click back when pain? you get up? No, but I do this miraculous thing where I can make my elbows crack. Like I got great oh. tennis elbow. Humble brag, yeah, guys. It's it's gonna be chronic pain. That's me with my thumbs. <laughs> yep, thumbs I could do that, wrist crack on yeah. command. Yeah, so yeah. aging. You know, kind of overrated. Maybe, you know, halted a little yeah. bit. But Kyle, you know what I did? What did you do? Over the weekend, I made a poor investment in a PlayStation 3. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> I've want, I've been wanting to play the classic Metal Gear games for a while now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I think this started even way back last year. I'm like, if this keeps on happening, the need, the want to get into Metal Gear for the first time, might I add... Mm-hmm. Um, if this, you know, persists, I just, I'm going to go buy a PS3. I'm going to go buy the legacy collection. And funny enough, you can still buy the legacy collection on Amazon new from the Konami store. Oh, so currently I, ha- I literally just purchased it before, um, you know, the show aired and it'll be arriving in did my doorstep. Did you get the actual soon. game, or did you get uh, a pachinko machine from Konami? That, just... That's a good question. <laughs> Is it a front for pachinko machines? Oddly enough, I had to I had to just pull the lever of the slot machine to get it to get. Oh those. my god! So it's it's a like... raffle just to figure out what you're buying. Exactly, it's fun. Oh no! They say Thank it's you. fun, but no. Like shout out to Digital Press in Clifton because. Uh, Clifton, New Jersey. Shout out to them. They're they're fantastic. Every time I went, I go in there. I'm always met by awesome folks, and the customer service is phenomenal. The PS3 that I got, Kyle, is immaculate. You showed it to me. It's, it's good. Beautiful. It's right under me. Here, let me 
Except the, the, the Fatboy OG PlayStation. No. But man, that slim looks gorgeous. Honestly, it looks so good. It looks like right out of the box, honestly. It really does. Sorry, I'm away from the mic. And <laughs> the the controller. Let's talk about this for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Let's talk about that six-axis, light-as-a-feather DualShock 3. Yeah. Yep, six-axis. Gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, Kyle. Holding the yeah. PS3 controller in my hand. Uh-huh. God, we've come such a long way. Like, like yeah. I still love the DualShock 3, by the way. I love the feel of it and everything. Nope. So like, yeah, I, know. I know I know I'm in the minority here. <laughs> Very much. Because like it makes the concave triggers make no sense. Mm-hmm. None. Whatsoever. The, and like the controller, like I understand what people's complaint. Like my thumbs do touch it, you know? Like they do they do touch. But it just reminds me how far we've come. Like yeah. now I'm holding the dual sense and let me let me just get back to normal. Oh, God, this yeah. feels great. Such a <laughs> long way. Kyle, what is your favorite PlayStation controller? Is it the DualSense? It's the DualSense now. Uh, but uh, it before then, it might have been the DualShock 4. All right. Yeah, I, I think mean, it's it, se- it seems like every iteration is going to become my favorite. But I feel like we're now at the DualSense. I don't, I don't think they should or they will move too far away from what the dual sense is yeah i really it's, it's near perfection for for a playstation game because everybody yeah. talks about the the you know, off-centered yeah, sticks well, or whatever whatever it's like, guys it doesn't get matter to it <laughs> it really fine. doesn't matter this controller is amazing just get when people are like oh it has to be like the offset xbox it's like you can hand any controller in the in my hand i'm going to play well with it humble yeah. brat i also just noticed matter. when you when you held the dualshock uh three a second ago yeah and you're like oh look my thumbs are touching is that how far you put your thumb on the thumbstick normally let me see because like yours is like halfway down your your thumb yeah like this yeah oh my my, i use just like the fingertips you like the fingertips like this pretty much yeah oh my god how do you play video games like that man (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i don't like okay so here's one thing that should be illegal and banned and then we'll talk about playstation people that pay uh, that play Bear Claw, I think it's called. Oh, I. Oof. Where oof. all four fingers are touching the L1, L2, uh, R1, R2 buttons. Uh-huh. That should be illegal. Have you seen the speedrunners who play? It's really hard for me to demonstrate this. I'm going to try my Please. best for audio listeners as well. They hold the controller normally, but then they take their pointer finger on the right hand. Okay. And then they. They fold it so it is touching the buttons, the circle, and the the triangle, and they use that for those buttons. What? Yeah, I forgot what it was. What kind of what hold that they call that in? But so they don't wait. They don't rest it on the trigger. They just no. rest it by the the so triangle and circle. They do like this. Uh, That's oh, so the middle finger's in the back. Yes. Okay. And the pointer finger is covering all the the symbol buttons. Well, they're probably very generous lovers. <laughs> but wow, man, that's crazy. I've never seen that. That also should be illegal. That doesn't seem natural. Oh, absolutely. A natural the natural way a hand should fall on the controller, just to let everybody know so that you're all aware, is it should rest on the L2 and L or R2 buttons. That's where your that's where your index finger should be laying. Anywhere else, 
is illegal and will be banned on the trophy well, premises. That, that's why it's it was hard for me to go to from DualShock 3 to DualShock 4 because PS3 era, the shoot and everything were on L1, R1. Yeah, because so certainly didn't know any better at the time. Yeah. yeah. But no, no, you're, no, you're wrong. Okay. That said, though, what the Xbox controller has taught me, my my finger rests kind of, sort of, on the R1 as well. So, like, it's, like, mm. halfway on the R1 so I could easily click it. I feel like that's where that's really where the Xbox controller does right. Because you really could just roll your finger on the R1 or whatever they call it there. Sure. The you bumpers. Know? Yeah. It really, it does well on the bumpers. But, goddamn, dual sense. Doesn't, it doesn't get quite better than that. I had a friend that told me that they got the DualSense controller. They were like, you overplayed it. This thing isn't that great. And I, you know what I did, Kyle? I'm sorry? What? Yeah. You cut that person out of your life? I cut that person out of my life. You don't. Rightfully so. You don't need that type (laughs) of negativity in your life. That said, I know I fumbled up the intro a little bit. This week, we're going to be talking about news that I thought we've already talked about, but Sony coming out and saying that they believe that Xbox owning the Call of Duty franchise could actually influence people to switch from PlayStation to Xbox. We're going to be talking about PlayStation has several announcements for Evo 2022. We're going to be talking about my time with the PlayStation 5 uh, beta that has the 1440p support. And then we're also going to be talking about how EA has come out saying that they haven't been in a stronger position yet as a standalone company and how they've maybe possibly teased or leaked that they also have an Iron Man game they're working on. Perhaps all that and more. But before we get into all of that, time for a little bit of housekeeping of course like we see say each and every week if we ever got you through a long car ride a tough day at work whatever your situation may be it really does help us out uh if you throw us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash p s trophy room i want to thank our newest member lords of shadow at the bronze tier i want to thank our platinum members todd burowitz and toxic i want to thank our gold members too soon gavin gaffrey jose jimenez jedi master ren metal kirby stephen flesh darth simon the pie man chaotic monkey and shubles and bits i want to thank our silver plus members hide indoors awesome dave nakajaka Marcus O'Neill, JB the Purple Monkey, Jadis Von Metal, Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Cypher Primus, Primus, Captain Logan, Brenton Zachary, K. Grimm, Rick Arrington, Dewane Raksha, The Good Sir, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Drellis, Foolish Fuji, Any Day Now, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Lord Commander Corgi, Elo2032, Jinx the 31st, Bubble Boy N7, Jesse Garcia, Hambone, The Aztec King, Millennial Falcon Gaming, Stone Cold E.T. Astronaut Junior, not to be confused with Astronaut Senior, and Green Gorilla Gamer. Thank you all so very much for your kindness, your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. And next week, we are going to have a huge announcement about our Patreon, about our Patreon plans, and our end of the year, game of the year show extravaganza. A lot of big stuff coming your way. That said, uh, I want to thank a lot of people that DM'd me uh, over the past week, sharing their kind words and thoughts and supports over our way. I want to just talk real fast over at Stone Colts ET. Apparently, Kyle, apparently, he's like, I can't take 
he messaged me on Patreon. He's like, I can't take full credit on a Stone Cold ET name. Oh, okay. Apparently, that is a skit. But oh, I refuse really? to I refuse to click the link because you know what? Once I oh. click the link, it's not our thing anymore. So mm, I refuse. Fair. I refuse. Fair. It's our thing. And a Stone Cold ET to me. You're the original. There is no copy. There is no imitation. <laughs> I, I had to search it up. Oh, uh, these gifts are pretty fantastic. <laughs> All right. Maybe I'll look. You know what? I'll look it up when you square up the news. First bit of news that needs to be squared up is coming to us from Andy Robinson over at BGC. And Andy writes, Sony says it believes Xbox owning Call of Duty could influence users' console choice. According to the Sony's official response to questions from the Brazil's regulatory body, first spotted by Reset Era, which, like many regions, is currently studying the proposed deal for approval. Along with other companies such as Ubisoft, Amazon, and Google, Sony's responses to several questions about the proposed acquisition have been published in full by the Brazilian government. Sony's response, transcribed by VGC, mostly outlines the current state of AAA game development for the Brazilian regulator. However, large portions highlight the importance the PlayStation firm puts in Call of Duty, a franchise which it claims, quote, influence, influences users' console choice, end quote. In its questionnaire answers, Sony calls Call of Duty an, an essential game, a blockbuster, a triple-A-type game that has no rival. Quote, according to a 2019 study, the importance of Call of Duty to entertainment in general is indescribable, the company said. The brand was the only video game IP to break into the top 10 of all entertainment brands among fans, joining powerhouses such as Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, and Lord of the Rings. Call of Duty is so popular that it influences users choice of console and its community of loyal users is entrenched enough that even if a competitor had the budget to develop a similar product it would not be able to rival it no other developer can devote the same level of resources and expertise in game development even if they could do that call of duty is overly entrenched so that no rival no matter how relevant they are can catch up end quote Sony went on to note that Call of Duty has been the top-selling game for almost every year for the past decade, and for its genre, quote, is overwhelmingly the best-selling game, end quote. Even in weaker years like 2021, Call of Duty still managed to outperform most other games by a considerable margin. Call of Duty Vanguard from 2021, for example, was widely regarded as weaker than previous year's titles, but was still one of the best-selling games of 2021. In other words, even in a bad year, players remain loyal to the brand and continue to buy the game. In its first response to Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard, published in January, Sony said it expects Call of Duty games to remain multi-platform due to, quote, contractual agreements, end quote. Microsoft's head of gaming also subs subsequently confirmed his intention to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation platforms once Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard is completed. The Call of Duty series is regularly among PlayStation's most popular games. Last year, the series was both the first Vanguard and third Black Ops Cold War best-selling games on PlayStation in the U.S., according to NPD. I do need to preface this because I know we're stuttering a lot this, (laughs) this week. We uh-huh. are recording in 94 degree weather. It's hot. Without fans, without AC. So you're going to see us with a different energy this week. That I don't know what sure. happened there. Like, those words weren't that bad. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. I can't it's believe fine. subsequently <laughs> got you. Yeah I, yeah, I said it the right way before. I don't know. <laughs> don't Again, know. <laughs> we could just blame the heat and, like, global warming yeah. or something. All right, Kyle. Listen. 
<sighs> I feel like we talk about this every goddamn quarter. I don't, when I first read this story, I was like, what is the news? Like, where is this yeah. outrage? Because I saw so many people just going, Sony sounds weak here. Sony's complaining. Sony's trying to trying to throw a wrench into this this thing, this you know, this yeah. this acquisition. It's like Can I Yeah, please. Can can I tell you what I first thought when I read this? Yeah. It sounds to me like these reports that Quote these unquote. other businesses are, are doing them. Yeah. It sounds like it's just they're writing in their diary. <laughs> That's what these reports sound like. Man, Call of Duty is really popular, and it's going to go hang out with the cool kids now, and none of the cool kids are going to talk to me again. Yeah. And, like, I'm going to be in the reject corner with Ouya. <laughs> like, 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 it just, this sounds so childish to me. Yeah. It's just like, oh, oh, man. It's like a uh, like a scorned lover that is, right. is, is writing about the, the love that it's lost. <laughs> and it's writing haikus. And, and just... <laughs> poetry about the good old times so do you think like sony right now is being too hyperbolic like they're just like they are being childish they are being i guess i don't know i mean uh, in a way i guess but Mm -hmm. like they also make great points where yeah call of duty is a juggernaut much like grand theft auto where like if Wherever that game goes is where the fan base goes and where the customer base goes. I don't know about you, but when I worked at GameStop, when uh, that one, I forgot what year it was, where the marketing rights for Call of Duty went to PlayStation. Yeah. There were a, there was a switch where a lot of people went to PlayStation because they were getting some maps first for the first time ever. Yeah. And yeah. there were many times where people would come in to trade in their 360 systems or the Xbox One systems for a PlayStation equivalent to because all of their friends on Call of Duty switched over and they want to play Call of Duty with them. So there is proof in the pudding here where, yeah, Call of Duty will make people switch to a console. Like it it, it is a known quantity, I feel like. And that and like it's not even because like Phil Spencer's come out and said, we're not making Call of Duty, you know, exclusive. That's not our Mm -hmm. goal. Um, you know, they've even gone to clarify where games like Diablo and Overwatch, they're going to remain multi-platform. Uh, it's a lot of the future stuff, the, th- the things mm-hmm. that we don't know about, the, you know, Blizzard survival games. Those games are going to be exclusive to Xbox. Anything introduced from this period on forth or on forth, whatever. I made up a yeah, word. I, yeah. Uh, you get where I was getting at. It's the heat. It's 90 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> Why don't we just start whatever we mess up? We yeah. just yell out how hot it is. <laughs> 96 degrees. It's 30 Celsius. I don't know what that is either. I'm American. Damn it. But like, you know, it's, it's the fact that Xbox in a few, in a year or two is going to have, Hey, you could buy this $70 thing here. Or $15 a month. Which one would you want? And that's a really convenient thing. Like, all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, PlayStation's, like, has to work for the holiday season. Because, yeah, that those marketing rights alone is so incredibly influential. Like, Call of Duty is one of those IP that sits alongside Star Wars. That sits alongside Harry Potter. These things that have just megaton fan bases and so yeah this is for me i read this as playstation just being truthful and just kind of being blunt 
saying, yeah, no, there's there's not a lot of people that can do what Call of Duty does. And we'll argue that no one can do what Call of Duty does. Now, yeah, are they being hyperbolic in some ways? Absolutely. Are they portraying themselves sort of weak? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you read it and it comes off that, that way, sure. But to me, I, I just feel like it's them being truthful. It's like, yeah, yeah, everybody tried to make the Call of Duty killer. Everyone failed. Mm-hmm. Everyone failed. They've all had their own successes and their own highs, but like, but none have reached. Touches Call of Duty. Yeah, I no, mean, no other first-person shooter franchise has The Rock starring in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and the ones that do are Fortnite. Like in truth, right? Yeah, but like that is a battle. Or- I don't. That's a battle royale. I I, I think of Call of Duty. I realize that's different because Warzone or whatnot, but. I feel like they're two different things. But even then, Kyle, think about this. Warzone, Warzone 2 coming out this year or later this year. Like, think about how this company saw what Fortnite was doing going, all right, let's pivot incredibly fast and let's make the second most popular, you know, uh, battle royale game. So, again, this, this IP is incredibly versatile. So, yeah. PlayStation, do they sound like a little crying baby? I guess so. I guess they sound a little immature, but for me, it's like they're just being truthful. And I I feel like people are like, oh, like PlayStation's trying to throw a wrench in the plans, where it's just like, no, the Brazilian government approached them. It's not like this was happening and PlayStation like PlayStation was at like the the wedding between Activision and and and, and Xbox. It was like I object. No, it's literally them going, hey. You know, it's after they say I do and the ceremony is over. And like, then they speak their piece at the, the reception. Exactly. Like, <laughs> this, this is a mistake. This is. I think this is going to last two yeah. weeks. But yeah. yeah, so for for me, I, I kind of feel like it's kind of overblown because the question was was posed to them. It wasn't them coming out and saying this. It's yeah. just something translated uh, to English that is Brazilian government coming to them and saying, hey, how do you feel? And to me, I think the most interesting aspect of this that I think is getting overlooked is like we look at all these acquisitions, I think, through a lack of better word, like Western lens. Like it's like U.S., Europe, everybody secondary. (laughs) Yeah. Well, to me, the most interesting thing is like, how does this process work abroad? Like, you know, both these companies are international, though, based in the U.S., you know, any little problem. How does that get fixed? How does that get reworked? Like, there's so many moving parts that that, to me, is the more interesting thing here. It's not what PlayStation has to say, because who cares what they have to say? This happens literally all the time Mm -hmm. in the big tech field. Like, a a great example is uh, Apple with the lightning cable, right? Now, in Europe, they're going to have to switch to USB-C. And the one argument was, hey, listen, all these phones are doing USB-C. You're eliminating choice by having this prior, um, you know, proprietary cable. And Google coming out going, yeah, no, we think that's really uh, anti-consumer as well. Look at how we just let everybody just use everything like this. This is really nice over here. It's like (laughs) Google will throw their two cents in, be a little cheeky. And then, yeah, Apple's just like, gosh, darn it. These sons of guns. And things happen that way. So like, yeah, companies do this all the time. I just think it's looked through a microscope this week because there's legitimately nothing to talk about 
it feels mm. mm-hmm. or, or, or nothing that not to talk about that's worth the SEO click, the, the clickbait, the, the thumbnails that you're going to see and people are going to you know, sure. gawk at. That's what I'm uh, that's what it's, I'm really it's either this or, or drag out 2020 articles about. Oh, Xbox went by Warner Brothers. Oh, <laughs> oh no, what's going to happen here? And that's the thing. It's just like this conversation happened in January. I don't know why we're bringing it up again in August. This is huge. Microsoft yep. now owns the one of the biggest publishers and one of the biggest IP in entertainment overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not going to you know downplay just how huge Call of Duty being under the Xbox umbrella because it is huge it's huge yes granted he uh phil said it's going to remain multi-platform which is great it's a huge loss for the biggest whether you like it or not the biggest video game year in year out when it releases being under one specific console brand you don't have to be you don't have to play it to recognize it how big it is like i don't uh, play league of legends but that is a huge huge just platform at this point that being said that kind of leads into what gray asked us on twitter and i loved this question this is the question of the week to me because gray writes via twitter just like you can too if you follow us at ps trophy room or if you're part of our discord server the trophy room discord link in the description they write by 2024 slash 2025 xbox slash microsoft's gonna dominate with first person shooters western rpgs MMOs, RTSs, platformers, live service games with the biggest franchise in each category. How can PlayStation respond to those games? P.S. I'm an Xbox guy slash PC guy looking for some answers from some hardcore and OG PlayStation Great gamers. Great question, Gray. Great question. And this is that, the thing. That is the question, though. That is what PlayStation needs to figure out. They, they're putting a lot of emphasis on live service games, and we know that there's going to be a lot in the works. But how are they going to tackle? Are they going to take use those live service games and have those knock out two of these at the same time? Like first-person shooter, live service. Uh, Destiny, whatever. Uh, yeah, an MMO and Western RPG, whatever. Just kind of like cross them over. I don't know. It's, it's an uphill battle, I feel like, on PlayStation's end. So for me, that's why this is exciting. Like we constantly gray. And I feel like you agree with me here. We constantly get put in this, like the, the console war camps where it's like, it's, it's a, it's an exciting time for video games because there's so much unknown and both sides have to prove something like Xbox has to prove that they they can juggle not just one, not just two, not just three, but 20 plus studios at once. And then have the promise of these ga- of, of these amazing developers like Obsidian, like Ninja Theory, you know, like Double Fine, see their visions f- uh, through and, and have them be beloved. At the same exact time, Xbox has to navigate the Activision Blizzard management and completely start restructuring it inside and out you're even seeing that already like activision there's probably something in their deal that states xbox would like 
uh, Activision to hit this many amount of employees by X date in X studios. They probably have that somewhere in an amendum in that deal somewhere. You're seeing Activision go out and hire hordes of developers and, and, and people on the back end. That's exciting. Like, don't understand. Like, that's not a simple task. There's a rocky road for play, for uh, Microsoft to pave through. But think about it. If you're an Xbox fan, there's so much to look forward to. And that's incredible because five years ago, you didn't have that. You had Halo, you had Gears, you had Forza, right? That was the mm-hmm. gimmick or whatever, the, the cliche. Now you're like, yeah, Kratos is cool, but like the barbarian from, you know, uh, Diablo 3 is badass, right? Like, Yeah, you have the promise of, I forgot the actual numbers, so don't, don't kill me here, Xbox yeah. uh, people, of like a huge big xbox studios umbrella game every couple months on game pass which is awesome. like the foreseeable future that is a gigantic promise and a very exciting promise yeah and again something to prove because microsoft has that like the narrative like they can't manage well and i've seen a lot of xbox uh, people on the xbox end are actually very not skeptical but curious of like yeah their management notoriously it seems isn't that great let's see how they can improve here and, and that excites me. And then on the PlayStation's end, it's like, great. How How is PlayStation going to answer this? I don't know. And that's exciting because they have to. Because I think for the first time in over 10 plus years, PlayStation's been put in this you know, very uh, vicarious position. Where the only thing I think is different from the PS3 era to the PS5 era is the PS5 is incredibly profitable right now. And their IP have never been in a better position than right now. But their portfolio, all of a sudden, you don't have first-person shooters like a Call of Duty. All of a sudden, you don't have the yearly or bi-yearly you know, Western RPGs. Like, sure, you have a first-person shooter maybe with you know Bungie and their crew, whatever they're doing with that secret project. But that's mm-hmm. also multi-platform. And yes, you have Horizon, but how many more Horizons are you you know, cooking up, you know, it seems like what with Xbox, you got Obsidian, you got Bethesda, you got a lot of, of, of cooks in that kitchen. MMOs, we got to see what happens with Warcraft, to be honest. RTSs, they're not typically huge on console, though I would love them to be because Age of Empires is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, platformers, uh, listen, Astrobot is king, I'm sorry. But like live service games, like all those things, like you're right, there's a lot there a lot of question marks that need answers and if you're a playstation fan all of a sudden playstation has to work harder for you because you're right that 15 bucks is very tempting but the only thing that's really holding us to the playstation ecosystem at least it holds me is like yeah but i can't get a god of war level game i can't get a last of us part two level game not even from not xbox even just, and i'm sorry just to no, make this point good, clear you're good, you're good. xbox knows that They've literally said the same thing. We don't have a game that matches the the level of a Last of Us Part Two. Look, uh, before their E3 or whatever they called it, their Xbox showcase, Phil Spencer literally said we, or, or it was leaked that Phil Spencer wanted gameplay to match the trailers because they saw what PlayStation was doing with things like the God of War, like State of Plays and all that. They're like, why can't we do that? Understand that the these two being competitive and looking at each other and going what they're doing right and what we're doing wrong makes them better. We have to realize that because it's really getting me 
I, I, it makes me so defeated when I look at Twitter going, no, 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 boo, boo, face and doo-doo type of like arguments. It's foolishness. When in actuality, both of these companies admire one each, each one another and understand their strengths and understand their weaknesses. Like I read this report through the PR lens and going, oh yeah, PlayStation did a SWOT analysis and they see without Call of Duty, they're in trouble. How do they, how do they un themselves? It's the only question. I don't know. Kyle, I'm sorry. I know that was a rant. No, no, you're fine. Uh, I think we've seen PlayStation try to figure this out a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, we learned last week of uh, the uh, Knights of the Old Republic remake, but that was a thing that was going to be a PS5 console exclusive time thing. Uh, we see Final Fantasy 16 being a console exclusive. You reach out for First Spoken console exclusive so like they are making these deals whether you like them or not but they are combating this loss of such huge ips in a way of getting only experience on playstation type of experiences and that's what they got to do until they figure out the groove (laughs) until they un themselves yeah <laughs> I, mean, I don't trust my my ability with the button anymore so i'm know, gonna try not to <laughs> right, right. but yeah i mean it's something that i think i said uh, i think last week shows it's like you're gonna see more of these i think that's why you see playstation ally a little bit more of marvel and you see them attempt with star wars like they understand that branding is important. Brand identity is important. And if you have these other brands that you're next to, people look at you and, and go, oh, yeah, you're like this. It's the reason why we're going to talk about it in a bit. Like the backbone you know, iPhone uh, uh, attachment for, for PlayStation. There's a reason why PlayStation's aligning themselves with Apple. Apple's a to the cons- average consumer premium. They want to be known as premium. Let's go hang out with the Apple crew and their, you know, garden of Eden that they have over there <laughs> that they call the mothership. So uh-huh. like, yeah, that's what you're going to probably see them do. And don't get me wrong. PlayStation's done this as well. Like any, any time to excuse it. Look at, I mean, final fantasy remake that they, they know yeah. people are buying playstations for that game. So they'll pay for the development of that game, gosh darn it. And mm-hmm. whatever else, uh, you know, maybe they'll buy a whole you know, publisher square. But maybe that's the way that they un-F themselves, in truth. Yeah. My hand wasn't near the button. That said, Luke Lore writes in, the discussions surrounding Call of Duty uh, tend to get exaggerated on social media, but there is a legitimacy behind it. It's marketing and the ability to sell systems. Still, it's unlikely to go exclusive Either, ever, I don't think Sony needs a COD competitor, though. Do you? And Rigo writes in <laughs> to go attached to this one. Is this a sign for PlayStation to bring back the old IP mag and have Bungie reboot it? <laughs> please leave mag alone. <laughs> let it die. Just please, yeah, for the love yeah. of God, let it die. So calm, though. <sighs> Again, everyone has tried. That's true. Everybody has missed. <laughs> no. Like, I mean, do do I think PlayStation needs... How about this? Let's reword the question. Do I think COD needs a competitor? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I feel tried. They tried so hard. They try real hard. Oh, 2042. <laughs> what did you do? But, like, it's... And that's the only one that's, like, the you know, the military shooter that's close gotten enough, that close. Yeah. And so, to me, I think the v- variety is the spice of life. 
as a shooter fan, I can go to a battlefield or I can go to an apex legends. I don't necessarily have to have call of duty. Like rainbow six is fantastic. It is a totally different beast than call Mm -hmm. of duty. What I think PlayStation needs is, yeah, they need a competitive shooter, but I don't think it'll ever be the likes of a Call of Duty game. Never. But I think that they do need something to spice up their portfolio, to have something that is that 10-year life cycle game. It's why you're seeing them invest so much in live service games. Yeah, they that's know- why they've got, uh, oh my God, Deviation. Deviation. Look at Herman Holst, that handsome son of a gun. He was out on the deviation field playing football with them. That's the European way of saying it. Is Fireteam another team that they're Uh, working on? Firewalk. Yeah, so they're they're trying. Um, I don't think it's going to. It's nothing. Again, Call of Duty. Like, how can I say this? How many avatars have you seen? A totally new IP that totally hits, totally recognizable, gets its own, you know, piece of a of a Disney park. Yeah. How many do like how many? Not a lot. Those are like well, a one a, a drop in a bucket type of situation. When you when you it's really think days. about it. <laughs> when you really think about it, I know there's been like other almost like one offs uh to like a military shooter. But when I think franchises, I think Call of Duty. Sure. I think Battlefields. Sure. And I think Medal of Honor. And one of those has <sighs> gone completely, King. and I miss it dearly. The other one has been struggling to keep up with the juggernaut that is Call of Duty. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I don't see the point to even make a military shooter at this point. I, look, to me, PlayStation has some of the best studios in the world. You don't have to make a Call of Duty killer. You just need to make something unique, interesting that has that push or pull. You don't yep. want to do what an Ubisoft does. And I'm sorry, Ubisoft. Best of luck to y'all. But look at what they do. They're like, yeah, so Battle Royale is popular. Uh, you guys can get a Hyperscape. Yeah. Oh, Rocket League is great. Uh, roller. What, what's the, what's their roller derby game? I forgot what it was. Exactly. Roller, roller champions. Roller champions. There you go. Mm-hmm. Like. You can do something unique. This is the reason why I like the Last of Us spin-off multiplayer game, because it's what I wanted Ubisoft to do with the division. It's like, yeah, what if the Dark Zone was just the game? Yes, oh, yeah. sign me up. Like that has yeah. me excited way more than like what's a what's a gun at the lower third of my screen? You know? Mm. And is it cool mm-hmm. and does it give me cool vibrations when I shoot it? That's it. <laughs> but yeah. listen, at the end of the day. PlayStation's right. PlayStation's right, man. This is going to affect them. But what's exciting is how they counterbalance it, how they fight for my dollar, Kyle's dollar, your Mm -hmm. dollar. That's what's exciting. How these companies learn from each other is exciting. And I feel like we all miss that point. And I feel like a lot of people read the headline, did not read the article whatsoever, because this is just standard fare. Yeah. Standard fare in any industry. So with that, Kyle, listen, that was 30 minutes of yeah, me not, not to angry get, ranting about the Yeah, industry. I don't want to talk about COD at this moment, but you talk about Ubisoft, what made me think of a question Go completely it, different. 
is it Tom Clancy's Extinction Rainbow Six game? Is that good? No. Did that happen? Yeah. Is that a fever dream? Did I dream I that wish, trailer and stuff? I, I really wish it was. It was no not. one ever talks about it, I feel like. It's on Game Pass. You could try for a buck. Uh, it is. Buck okay. I, you it's said Ubisoft and, and uh, you said Rainbow Six. I was like, wait a second. There was an alien game. God bless <laughs> or, those kids. Whew. All right. Anyways, 96, Tom Ivan. 96 degrees out there, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, and, climbing. and climbing. Tom Ivan at VGC writes, PlayStation announces Evo 2022 live show and teases exciting reveals this week. Evo 2022, which marks the show's 20th anniversary, is being held in Las Vegas from August 5th through 7th. It features the return of com- competitions with players facing off in Street Fighter V's Champion Edition, Guilty Gear Strive, Mortal Kombat 11 ultimate tekken 7 the king of fighters 15 melty blood type lumina dragon mm. ball fighters grand blue grand blue fantasy versus and skull girls second encore tournaments while the competitions will be streamed live at evo's twitch channel sony will also be holding its own live show from the event titled playstation tournaments evo lounge it will be hosted by players and commentators and will be viewable on playstation's youtube and twitch channels in a PlayStation blog post, Louis Figueroa, SIE's Senior Director of Esports and Competitive Gaming, said the show will include news from a number of companies whose games are at EVO 2022. Quote, the EVO Lounge will feature top-shelf curated show coverage, bracket updates, interviews with players, and exciting content and reveals from developers and publishers, such as Arc System Works, Warner Brothers Games, Capcom, SNK, and Bandai Namco Entertainment, as well as all the latest from the scene with Pro pro players and casters he said Ooh we now ed boone wrote something a little spicy and a little mysterious he's like listen we're not going to be at the show but i'm very excited to see what is afoot with all the fighting games and i like i really appreciate also just shout out to ed boone and uh and people like him that are trying to like cory barlog as well as kind of just stop just celebrate games and not the platforms yeah. as much you know yeah i um, love that or not the console war uh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, because he's just like, yeah, I love Xbox. It's great. Yeah, I can't wait to play like Final, uh, not Final Fantasy, Jesus, Street Fighter Five. Like, it's gonna be yeah. great or mm-hmm. six, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever number. She, it's ninety-seven degrees. <laughs> so like, it's like he's excited for all that. It's awesome. Celebrate the genre. It's awesome to see. Warner Brothers is though in a very vicarious situation as well. Second use of vicarious. Vicarious. I know. Yeah. Yeah, 98 degrees. Ooh. I'm running out of words. Oh, Nick Lachey. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kyle, Warner Brothers, man, I don't know what's going on. I mean, as of recording, they're canceling shows oh left God. and right. They're Batgirl. dropping the ball big time. Uh, it's, it's just a, a $70, or sorry, $70, $70 million movie just yeah. totally canceled before it even aired, edited, and all that jazz. It's ridiculous. What is... What do you think they have to show here, Kyle? Do you think this is is something big from them? Do you think we're going to see more multiverse fighters? What do you think we're going to see? Interesting. I know. I know. I have interesting questions. Would multiverses be here? I mean, I think, first off, multiverses is ginormous right now. The biggest launch ever for a fighting game, I think, on Steve... Uh, Steam with over 30, 40,000 concurrent players. It's mm-hmm. one of the most top loaded, uh, top downloaded games on PSN. It's one of the top most played games on Xbox right now. It's humongous. Though it's not yeah. here, 
fighting game wise, I think you could definitely make an announcement of some new characters adding to the multiverse roster. That's fair. So what so would Ted, Ted, Ted Lasso? I was gonna say data mind. <laughs> oh, Ted Lasso is data mind. So like, yeah, I believe he's part of it. Yeah. What would you like to see that that isn't data mind from them? From multiverses specifically, or just yeah. Warner Brothers in general? Warner Brothers. I mean, well, no, I well, multiverses. I, so yeah. here, here's my weak point when it comes to games. Who's talking about for? It's the mm-hmm. fighting game yeah. genre. I don't know if Warner if Warner Brothers just has like a character to show up in one of these games. Mm. Uh, is Dragon Ball under? No, that's Bandai, no, that's Bandai right? Bandai Namki. Yeah. So like, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. If it was multiverses, yeah, I would love. I would love more, like Ezra Miller's Flash. Get out of here! Get out of here! He's already OP. Just talk to anyone in Hawaii about it. He is ready to brawl. They have to have they have to have a knife in in their hands at all times in the game. Um, I I want more Space Jam characters. Give me the Monstar Squad. The Monstar Squad. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Arc System Works will be there for, or, or. I doubt they're going to announce new characters for these games that are part of the tournaments. Yeah. Like I think like I don't know. Arc System Works probably maybe you get a tease at their next game. Capcom cool. you're going to probably get another tease of like a Street Fighter character. SNK, that's the biggest hole in my gaming knowledge. That's King of Fighters. King of Fighters. Maybe they'll announce Queen of Fighters. I don't know. Hey, it's just royalty. Bare knuckle brawling. And that's, Bandai Namco. That's the subtitle. <laughs> King of Fighters, the Queen of Fighters. It's all royalty. It's all royalty. Yeah. I want to see the Queen of England like fight like the Queen of like. Ooh, put Spain. her in multiverses. Yes. Put the Queen in. I want to see her do a suplex. <laughs> she throws a double decker bus. <laughs> Give me the chair. <laughs> Just breaks it on someone's back. Give me Stone Cold ET. <laughs> Her ultimate is her climbing to the top of Big Ben and doing an elbow drop from the top. 110%. Yeah. I don't think, don't expect anything huge or even PlayStation related here. I, I don't think PlayStation is going to be like, hey, we bought Arc System Works here. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be that no. level. No, it's not. It's not. No rumors or speculations here that they're buying no. Warner Brothers games, uh-huh. but who knows? You know? It, Two to one odds, though, they will write in their diary about Call of Duty during the show, though. <laughs> yep, one of them will. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Kyle. It's time for our next bit of news. That is the PlayStation 5 introduces a 1440p support. Game listen more. This comes from the blog. New gameplay and personalization options. 1440p HDMI video output. The PS5 beta introduces support for 1440p HDMI video output, enabling players to choose an additional visual setting on compatible PC monitors and TVs. If the game you're playing supports 1440p rendering, you can experience native 1440p output on your display. Or if you're playing a game with a higher native resolution like 4K, then you may benefit from improved anti-aliasing through super sampling down to 1440p output. Game list. In your game library, you can now create game lists, which make organizing your games even easier. To start, go to the Your Collection tab and select Create Game List. Choose games to add... 
to add to your game list, then decide what to name it. You can have up to 15 game lists and 100 games per game list. All games under the Your Collection tab of your game library can be added to a game list, including disc, digital, and streaming titles. You can also add the same game to multiple game lists. Compare 3D audio and stereo audio. You can now listen to and compare the difference between 3D and stereo audio on the same screen and then choose your preferred setting. Easier access to in-progress activities. When resuming a game, in-progress activities are often shown prominently at the top of the game hub to make it as easy and as fast as possible to get back to where you left off. Request share screen. You can now request party members to start share screen to watch their gameplay. Go to voice chat card, select the party member you want to send the request to, and then select request share screen. Joinable game notification. When you join a party and a party member is playing a game you can join, you'll now receive a notification. You can join the game directly from the notification. View new friends profiles. When you accept a friend request in the receive list, you can now view your new friends profile and accepted requests. Send stickers and voice messages in game base. In the game base card, you can now send stickers and voice messages to your groups. Ooh, wow. We a whole bunch of stuff coming into this new beta. Hey. Go for How it. many times can they add game lists to the game list paragraph? Why? I get it it's for <laughs> SEO purposes. Yeah. But I hate it so much. Just call them folders. <laughs> yeah. I So, real talk, I've gotten this update. Ooh, fancy pants. I, I know. Humble brag. I, Jim Ryan personally emailed me. No, that's not how they work. PlayStation doesn't talk to us. <laughs> I got to say, first thing I did, plug in my monitor. This crappy monitor that I don't like very much that I got from Costco. By golly geez, it works. So finally, I get to stream games from my monitor setup here so I can start streaming again, which is fantastic. It still doesn't, you know, the one thing that has plagued PlayStation since the PS3 is like the HDCP uh, thing that you always Uh have to disable. I have yep. no idea what it does. It just hinders so my streaming experience. It, what it what it's there for, and please call me out in the comments if I'm wrong, it prevents you from streaming um, Netflix shows or movies or streaming YouTube videos or. But I feel like like I got welcome to the achievement hall. The, the game pass is great. Aaron Phil uh, Aaron Greenberg follows us. Phil Spencer is great, uh, and he does. Aaron Greenberg follows us. Hey, Aaron. Uh, welcome to the Achievement Hall, friend. Okay. Hey. Xbox just does this way better. It's like you yeah, literally turn on your Xbox, and you, as long as you don't start a Netflix or whatever streaming app first, you could just start streaming your game. Yeah. That's Great. how this should be, and that is the biggest fix that I'm hoping for, because all this sounds great, Kyle, but, like, game list doesn't don't do much for me. I feel like I'm one of the only p- people that, don't like folders on PlayStation or just anywhere. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed uh, organizing the things into folders. Like I love a good organizational list of oh, the things that I own. Like all my movies behind me, they are in ABC order. Like I, I meticulously go through and make sure they are in the right order. So having folders and, and grouping them up by genre or by PlayStation studios or whatever. It just sucks. That it's it's nice. not in the main section. But the, that, that's the other thing where, yeah. like, I am so used to and I like what PS5 does with the games where they each have their own splash page and whatnot. Like, I sure. I just like scrolling through and seeing the screen change. 
All right. Fair it's enough. It's a minor thing. It's a yeah. childish thing. 99 degrees, everybody. <laughs> it's 99 degrees. <laughs> I like how we just keep on going up. Like, it, it will course. be 104 in four minutes. Yeah. Um, no, I I like the idea game lists, though I'll probably never really use it much. Um, I don't know. I, I made a few just to test it out. I would rather the game list be on the main tab and I could kind of link it there and like have it like stuck there just like you can in the last update with just games in I, general. I feel like game lists are going to be helpful for if we ever decide to do like a 12 hour stream. On have August all the games 27th? Are, could be possibly. Like having all the games there in one game list on so on August 27th they're all right there. At noon EST time? Yeah, something something around there. Just yeah. you know, just in case. Okay, cool. Yeah. Where would we stream that? You think twitch.tv slash PS Trophy Room? If that if that's available, if that, that URL is available. Perhaps yeah. that will be the thing that we announce next week. Uh, it could be. <laughs> not 198 degrees. <laughs> All right. So the one thing that I really do like here, though, is the compare 3D audio to stereo audio. So I actually yeah. tested this out, and you now genuinely hear the difference <laughs> between oh, cool. stereo and like 3d. So you actually notice it. It's not like the, like, you know, well, it, you know, people say this tastes good and then it's already in your mind that this has to taste good type of thing. Mm. Have it's, you te- tested this out without headphones? No, because I, I'm just a headphone user. That's fair. I, I'm wondering if you can tell the difference without headphones, like yeah. for me. I'll, you know what? I'll let you know after the show. How about that? Okay. Right. Yeah. Because for me, I'm just such a uh, headphone user that like I never turn on my TV. For it's time. second nature. Yeah. Yeah. It's just second nature I get for that. me. Um, and let's see. Uh, the rest is kind of small. Is there anything in the future you'd like to see PlayStation improve? Because I feel like we finally got here with the UI. I At, at this point, I, I still want the ability like being able to track trophies cool and all uh-huh. i feel like most of the trophies though don't update in real time like xboxes does fair or like if i if i'm going through and let's say you're picking up a one type of collectible and there's like a hundred of them in the world yeah like i want to see an accurate count as i go and not, like i feel like a lot of them still aren't doing that mm-hmm like when I track a trophy, it just tells me what the trophy is that I'm tracking. It doesn't tell me the progress. Oh, the of pro- like, oh okay. Beat, now I see beat like saying. 50 enemies up or, yeah. or like what number am I at? How close am I to it? Yeah. I feel like it it isn't doing that yet. That is when the I one thing like that, that I would a- like. The one thing I also feel like, Kyle, yeah. and this is just a little quality of life thing that's like they could, you know, patch. Um I feel like when I screenshot something or I take a, a video of something, it doesn't go to the phone app quickly enough. Like there's like no. this weird waiting period where I'm just like, I just want to post this to Twitter so people know that I actually game and I don't just talk about PlayStation. I actually play this console too. Three fourths of the YouTube <laughs> creators out there, you know? Yeah. Funny enough, I uh, platinum stray. Oh yeah. The other day, and I wanted to screenshot and send it to Twitter the platinum image that comes up and I was like, Oh man, this uh, platinum, whatever number it was, it's in the high two hundreds, whatever humble brag, cheap platinums are real platinums. Um, no. Then I said like uh, stray is a damn good game. Mm-hmm. Please play it. And I went to go click send. It goes, uh, please uh, remove profanity before you <laughs> send tweet. I was like, hold on. Damn is not allowed in PlayStation land. 
okay. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm gonna just take it out. No wonder why so they yeah, won't it, let me post it like this game so <laughs> good, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. God damn, you say one thing about the Dutch and they just ban your account. But like, I, I, a lot of this, I think for most people, are gonna be things that they don't actually use. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna go the way to where this also. We found out that like, the accolades thing is gone. Yeah. Nobody used it. I didn't even see where it would be. W- when do you think the cards are going? <laughs> I I genuinely like the cards. I so feel like I, when I they're generally know. used, like the stray. Like they're used well. Like mm-hmm. the stray, like hints, I actually use them. They're just, they yeah. have to be implemented in more games for me to play Agreed. them. Because I feel like they're, they're generally great. But yeah, this comes all from the news that PlayStation is officially removing the boutique uh, feature that was accolades from the PS5. Uh, yeah, accolades is. I'll remind you what it was. If you're playing an online match, you could give people medals. Going, hey, you you didn't call me a, uh, <laughs> and I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, it really. This person's a great teammate. Exactly kind of that type of thing. You know, you didn't call my son, <laughs> and a, <laughs> and you know, thank you. <laughs> Thank 101 you degrees, decent. your mouth stopped moving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just beeps. Just, Just long beeps. beeps. So, yeah. Um, good, because I only got one medal, and it's like, you're a good teammate. I'm like, goddamn right I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, there you go. Update. It's pretty darn good. Now, Kyle, let's talk to any, uh, any news when this is rolling out for everybody? Probably next month. Probably very soon, because I don't think this is as big as, like, the expanded storage update. Sure. But, yeah. Yeah, I guess that. Okay. September. Uh, Next bit of uh, news that needs to be squared up is also from the blog. Introducing Backbone 1 PlayStation Edition, an officially licensed controller for PlayStation. I am thrilled to introduce Backbone 1 PlayStation Edition, an officially licensed mobile controller for iPhone users. The look and feel of the Backbone 1 PlayStation Edition was brought to life by our design team in collaboration with the brilliant minds at PlayStation. The elegant colors, materials, and finishes are all inspired by the design of the PS5 console's DualSense wireless controller, all the way down to the transparent face buttons and its visually distinctive floating appearance. It feels right at home with the other products in the PS5 lineup, like the Pulse 3D headset, which you can connect directly to the Backbone 1 PlayStation Edition. Backbone 1 is the gaming essential for PlayStation on iPhone. If you have access to broadband internet and a PS5 or PS4 console, plug an iPhone into the Backbone 1 and instantly start playing your PS5 and PS4 games with the power of the PS Remote Play app, whether that's out and about or even elsewhere in the home. Ooh-wee. Now, okay, so I have a Backbone 1. It's not the PlayStation Edition. Yeah. Let's get the let's let's address the you know non asymmetrical triggers or, or yeah or I like how they, they for me outside looking in they just repainted the one you just held up they definitely <laughs> just did so they didn't put make this with PlayStation in mind they just took the mold and painted it they white, just I took the like. mold painted it white and then got PlayStation buttons and put them on yeah. That's what it looks like. Because, like, the Backbone 1 PlayStation Edition doesn't have, like, like you know, adaptive triggers or, like, the, you know, the, the cool haptics. And for and audio stuff. listeners, uh, this the analog sticks are offset. Yeah, it's offset sticks. But what it does have is it has the PlayStation logo instead of the Backbone Ooh. logo on the back. Yeah, that's me just sliding the thing everywhere. Uh, so, that being said, uh, I have Backbone 1. They're fantastic. 
But Kyle, this isn't supposed to be the PlayStation edition. It seems like they just painted it a, a white instead of you know the classic black that they got here going on. Mm-hmm. Do you really have a problem that they're offset sticks? Because I feel no. like that is the the biggest complaint so far. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, it's it's whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. I, I also don't think that PS Remote Play is, is at the point where people are going to be out looking for a backbone. Okay. At least, in, at least in my experience. No, I think that's great because it leads into our question right here from Mycochondria Tim, the Tim that powerhouses the cell. They yeah. write, with the recent release of the PlayStation official license backbone controller, PlayStation is marketing this towards the use of remote play. I'm interested if one of, uh, sorry, do you guys use remote play for PlayStation? If so, what are your thoughts? And two. Do you think that this release indicates an xCloud competitor being released sometime soon by Sony? If so, what do you think the service looks like? Kyle? Joe? What are your thoughts? Uh, I've used Remote Play, I can probably count on one hand the number of times. Oh, how dare you. Um, I attempted it at work once. (laughs) Didn't work at all. No. Um, But the other times, guess what I used? My Vita. I used my Vita and it worked pretty great. Granted, Spider-Man didn't run very well on my Vita. um, But I remember playing Watch Dogs, the first game on my Vita and it running pretty well. Um, But I don't trust my Internet, even at home, for me to for the games to even run. At a rate where I can actually play them without having getting a headache from stutter mm. or just from lagginess or whatever. And also on the other hand, my phone is probably going to die pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how people play games on their phone, big games like this using the streaming app and not have their battery die so quickly. So fun fact, I actually use it quite a bit. Um, the backbone less now that I have the steam deck. So the backbone kind of has collected dust for a while now, yeah. but I, plugged in the 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 phone because to be honest the one thing that backbone has that's fantastic is its app when you plug this in and you go into the app itself you can you could go from xcloud to playstation remote play to cool old indies that they got this little thing called fortnite like all that type of stuff Mm. uh, on the app and it's really easy to kind of switch from back and forth back and forth so while the hardware is great it's actually the software of the backbone it's pretty darn impressive so i would give that a good look if you're interested in remote play i definitely recommend the backbone if you're a remote play user or just a cloud like player um because it is fantastic that said i now use remote play mostly on my steam deck i'm so excited to play like spider-man remastered again on on my steam deck that is my kind of pc machine so that's where i'm going to be playing mobile most of the time uh that being said kyle remind me after the show i need to download sunset overdrive it is 4.99 on steam Ooh, wait, and yeah, i you need that i need that i need that game on my steam yeah. so yeah i i love the promise of mobile but at the same exact time development has to like there's like these certain things we kind of forget about as users that what development hurdles introducing things at cloud is going to do for developers like how ui works how like field of view is going to work like that's the type of stuff that i wonder about in my brain because i was playing horizon on 
you know, on the backbone. And there was like little font stuff that I was trying to read. And I'm like, I'm like squinting so hard at it. So like, mm. there's going to be, I think the challenge of like font sizes going from a big screen to a small screen and having the game yep. know that you're doing that. I feel like once those questions start getting answered, mobile gaming or cloud gaming is going to really take off in a big way. But right now that, it's gonna, it's kind of a boutique thing for sure. That's also like my mindset as when it comes to like how it looks on the phone. Mm-hmm. I'd rather play my games on my OLED TV. Yeah. I'm like I know I know that's like, you know, very Oh, I mean braggadocious i guess yeah I have look what i got it put me in debt but you know what hey it looks pretty <laughs> yeah no like for for me like i was playing horizon forbidden west just before the show and yeah like the lag is a little bit noticeable you gotta kind of leave the shots but the thing that was taking me out but at the, at the same time like i was impressed i was like wow this game still looks great but then it's taking me out going but it's 720p and i'd rather play this on my home yeah yeah, sitting in my chair, nice and relaxed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Kyle. Let's let's talk about more dire news for PlayStation. PlayStation's oh, dead. Where, oh, where's yeah, the I funeral? Forgot. I had to say that. You told me I had to say that in this episode. That's right. It's hey, dead. everybody. PlayStation's dead. We had a good run. We had a good. Forget about that August twenty uh, seventh stream. It's no, whatever. It's done. No, and we're no gonna more. be the achievement hall the, for oh, for the higher achievers or something. Jordan Midler at VGC writes, (laughs) PlayStation reports Q1 declines as PS5 shipments reach 21.7 million. Lifetime PS5 shipments reached 21.7 million units during Sony's most recent quarter, but the company's game and network services division posted a drop in sales and operating income. Sony shipped 2.4 million PS5 units during the three months ended June, but while hardware sales remained relatively consistent, the company saw a notable decrease in software sales and PlayStation Network monthly active users, MAUs. PS4 and PS5 full game software sales totaled 47.1 million units during the first quarter, down from 63.6 million units sold in the same period last year. Digital software accounted for 79% of quarterly game sales, up from 71% a year earlier. Meanwhile, the total number of PlayStation Plus users stood at 47.3 million, up from 46.3 million a year earlier, but down from 47.4 million in the previous quarter ended on March 31st, 2022. PlayStation Network MAUs totaled 102 million, down from 105 million a year earlier and 106 million in the previous quarter. This appears to be Sony's lowest MAUs figures since it began reporting this data in early 2020. The Game and Network Services division reported Q1 sales of $4.55 billion, down 11.7% year-over-year. The decline was attributed to a decrease in sales of first- and third-party titles, as well as a fall in DLC sales for third-party games. Operating income was down 30.5% year-over-year to $398 million. The decline was blamed on on falling software sales, as well as an increase in costs related to the first-party game development. Sony also downwardly revised its game and network services operating income forecast for the full year, ending in March 2023. Operating income is now expected to come in at $1.92 billion, down from $2.3 billion forecast in May. The expected 
decline is attributed to a decrease in sales of third-party titles as well as an expected 13 billion yen increase. I think I said that right. And yep. expenses associated with acquisitions, quote, mainly due to the acquisition of Bungie being completed earlier than the assumed timing, end quote. Sony said uh, in May that it had shipped 11.5 million PS5 consoles during its financial year ended in March 2022, missing out on its initial target of 14.8 million consoles by over 3 million units, which it said was due to parts shortages. However, the company said it expects to sell significantly more PS5 consoles during the current fiscal year ending in March 2023 at around 18 million units. During an earnings call on Friday, the company said there was no change to its 18 million PS5 sales forecast for this fiscal year. I love making you read that stuff because it makes you sound like a robot. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> As your co-host, you 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 must uh, listen to PlayStation me, yes. Plus users stood at forty-seven point three million. The too long didn't read was this is a bad quarter for PlayStation. Sure, down on practically everything. Um, but the <laughs> kind of good news down still making billions of dollars. Still making bi- billions of dollars. But um, the good news kind of, or the, I guess, don't take away the shovels. You don't need to bury PlayStation yet. Everybody's kind of having a downward quarter because the too long didn't read was there was not a lot of games that came out between March and June in 2022. February. Exactly, because everybody (laughs) launched in goddamn February. So there wasn't really anything carrying these companies in their fiscal quarters. So, yeah, I we kind of all expected this to be the case, but it is kind of a sign that why PlayStation wants to do that live service route, right? Because that's guaranteed wampum each and every month for them so that even like, for example, you know, Xbox had a, a down quarter as well, but their game uh, uh, subscription revenue still gained. So PlayStation definitely wants in on that cheddar as well. And I think it's signs like these that are going to push PlayStation to go into that games as service route. Again, it's something that I think we're all kind of grinning our teeth and bearing because we, we kind of have to wait and see what these games actually look and shape up to be. But this is, this is fine. Don't yeah. worry. Grandpa has a few more years left in him. I don't know. Anything yeah. you want to say, Kyle? I mean, I, I feel like it is to be expected. Yeah, because like Sony's big game so far has been Horizon. Yep. Forspoken got delayed. Yep. That would have been a June game. Uh, or May game, actually. I think. It was going to be May, then, then it was May. delayed to October, then it was... Yep, and now it's next year. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I just feel like they just don't have the games right now. But hold on. Big old daddy Kratos is coming. Yeah. And hey, by the way, the last was part one uh, is also coming. And, no one's going to oh, buy yeah, that game. Spider-Man remastered coming yeah. on Steam. So, like, they, there are going to be some megatons uh, of money rolling in. Yeah, they're, they're going to be fine. They could weather this yeah. little storm. 100%. Because I, I think the most bullish thing is, like, yeah, they only sold the thing that I think is the most eye-opening is they only sold two million point four, you know, or consoles out there, um, sure. which is n- not the best. But now they're they're kind of saying, hey, every quarter we're going to sell over five million 
PS5s and they haven't moved that number whatsoever. I think that's the most telling thing that they really are bullish on their supply chain issues being sorted out by the holiday season. And mm-hmm. some of these games like Hogwarts Legacy, even the Call of Duty right now, God of War Ragnarok, um, those things carrying PlayStation during the holiday season. And you're right, yeah. even the ports, right? Like Last of Us, like Spider-Man, um, whether remakes or ports, whatever, those are going to carry them in a major way as well, especially Spider-Man. I, I'm very oh, interested yeah. to see where that game arrives um, when it does i also hate how you highlighted that digital software went up um yeah how dare you i mean it's just the fact digital software accounted for 79 uh, percent. Yeah. it's wild 79 percent up from 71 this year dude physical media dying i'm i'm clutching my my plastic boxes and my metal steel books for dear life and i'm just trying to ply pry <laughs> your fingers off just to watch it fall no <laughs> No. It's here. It's coming. It's the future. I'm up for it. I'm down with it, man. It's it's like uh, the stepbrother scene, which is one of my favorites, <laughs> of when Dale is burying Brennan. Yeah. What I'm, are you doing? I'm burying you. That's, that's what it feels like. That's it, Kyle. It's finally time for Flash News. Gotta run. Gotta go fast. Oh, God. It's so fast. Spider-Man, or Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered, is officially Steam Deck verified. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, yeah, I, can, I cannot wait. I yeah. want to see how that runs, and I want to see how long it runs as well. But Oh, the battery life, you mean? Yeah. Mm, <laughs> I want to mm, see. Mm, I am already sending that thing to 720, you know? I want to make... I, I need to get as much Spidey swinging as I can. And I think that game's a little different for me because I know... How, how can I say this? I know how that game plays out. I'm just excited to experience it on the mobile whereas like something like horizon again it makes me think it's like who that ui how have you solved those problems or like and even with spider-man like how have you solved those problems on steam deck can you what type of accessibility options do you have baked in do you have them baked in Mm -hmm. i'm very interested to see very Mm -hmm. interested to see uh hey Kyle, have you heard this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Huge Steam, I'm sorry, PlayStation Store Summer Sale refresh with hundreds more PlayStation 5 and 4 games discounts. This includes Horizon Forbidden West and GT7 seeing their first price drops. Uh, Remember, guys, if you haven't bought Horizon yet, buy the PS4 version at 40 bucks. Thank us later. Thank you. All right, and last but not least, the EA squashes rumors of acquisition and remain independent. This comes from Sammy Barker over at Push Square, and he spelled rumors wrong. That's right, UK. Let's just let's just divorce the U. It doesn't need to be there. <laughs> Favor it? Nuh-uh. No. Get out, get out of there, and it's 110 degrees outside. Electronic Arts is one of the largest video game publishers there is, but as evidenced by Microsoft's enormous takeover of Activision Blizzard, that doesn't necessarily mean it'll remain independent. Earlier this year, we heard reports that California company had been in talks with a major companies about a buyout, included Disney, Apple, and Amazon among others. In this latest earnings call, however, the publisher has stated it's intends to continue as is. CEO and man who looks like what Satan would probably look like, Andrew Wilson told investors that EA is in an incredible position and following the Activision Blizzard deal will 
become the largest standalone independent developer and publisher of interactive entertainment in the world. Andrew Wilson, the man who could only make Jim Ryan appear human. Anyway, (laughs) as far as Wilson is concerned, the company is in great health and has a bright future ahead, and he is fully charged, ready to kill. Oh, what? (laughs) Sorry, that was was his words. In a world (laughs) where gaming is becoming more important and lives of... uh, to the lives of Gen Z and Gen Alpha. Oh my God, no. Stop, I'm old. That Gen Alpha just aged me 15 years. Uh, I don't like it. What is this? Oh God, mortality. Okay, sorry, that was the part of the quote. Who will be leading the generation in terms of consumption, entertainment, for the future? I don't think we could be in a stronger position as a standalone company, he says, adding he feels very, very confident about the future, basically. Despite those earlier reports, EA is is staying independent. That also comes from a leak or rumor also coming from Tom Henderson, uh, industry leaker extraordinaire, that EA is also working on an Iron Man game alongside a Black Panther game as well. So, Kyle. Man. I'm going to just say this. Obviously, Disney was interested. Obviously, Apple was interested. Obviously, Amazon was interested. Maybe they still are, but... This is a really bold claim by man slash robot. I think I think he's a robot. <laughs> I think I think he sent like I I there's something about Andrew Wilson that I don't trust. So it, he's like uh, the enemy in Peacemaker. I forgot what they were called. Kind like the butterflies. Yeah, I kind of feel like he's you know that episode of Parks and Rec. Where like they're doing like like the political like campaign for that one politician, and you're like, yeah. man, it's a real scorcher out there. It's 111 degrees, and then he walks to his office, just sits there, and just blankness, and just smiles. That's what I, when I think of Andrew mm. Wilson, I either think that's what the devil looks like, or that's a robot disguised as man. But I get that. That said, I want to highlight something here, Kyle. EA. Confident that they're going to stay independent. Though the rumors of Disney, Apple, and Amazon. There was rumors for a long time Disney wanted to get into games because they have so much IP they could just pump it out themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the when... Ugh, fuck. Sorry, fudge. I forget when the first or their CEO left, the new CEO came in. That was one of the prominent questions asked of him, and he was kind of dodging. So it seems like Disney's like, nah, we'll just... We don't need to get into games. Maybe we'll just partner with people like EA and Apple. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, uh, PlayStation or all that jazz. But it's interesting that EA saying this. And how many rumors and speculations has there been about Square Enix and we haven't heard a peep? Yeah. It's wild. How many times have we had PlayStation's in talks, this company's in talks, by Square Enix? Nothing. What do you think that means? Something. So, mm. Kyle, <laughs> I don't know. Do you think that's something? Or I was thinking about this in the car ride home when I was getting hit by air conditioning and life was good. That um, that is, I I think that's their silence says more here, right? Like to me that that says their silence says something. If that makes mm-hmm. any sense. And that's not me wishing this would happen. It's just something that I'm finding interesting. I don't know. Sure. No, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. yeah. It, the fact that they aren't coming out and saying, yeah, no, we're going to, 
we're not selling anybody. Uh, we're not getting bought by anybody. The fact that they're not at this point, it's a, uh, it's raising an eyebrow or two. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. EA ain't getting I, bought by nobody. I also laugh when, when Andrew uh, Wilson is uh, just referring to EA as a independent developer. <laughs> That just something about that is like an oxymoron to me. It just Absolutely. doesn't make sense. It's like we're the number one publisher Te- that will kill independent publishers. <laughs> technically. Yeah. But yeah, no, you still have lots of money in the bank. Lots. And listen, they're still doing so strong, and it's because they have games and service games have, like yeah. Madden, like FIFA. If there's something we're beating you over Apex. the head with, it's here. Apex, it's huge. Yeah. And then next year, you know, you have things like uh, dead space you have things like jedi fallen order that is beloved mm-hmm. by star wars fans myself yeah, with dragon age on the horizon too so EA is i feel like in a better position that we often give them credit for yeah I they agree. have a lot of stuff in, in the chamber so yeah uh that's it kyle are you holding on to something uh i am i want to do something a little different right okay. now what's that okay give me give me like 30 seconds all right fine p7 Five five R S Y B N five J J D X two eight. If you redeem that at ParamountMovies.com, you'll have a little gift. That's for the listeners out there. There you go. I thought you either like activated the Winter Soldier or the Winter Gamer. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I I could. That could be the new bit. (laughs) Really good. (laughs) Oh God, Railway. I'll tell you in the after show what that what that code is for okay all right better be rated g for everyone oh 100 is oh okay good prepare the drop here are the latest deals and deals coming to the playstation storefront frogun on august love 2nd. it if you love an old school super mario 64 platformer frogun is the game for you Ooh, okay looks really cool gale of windroria on august 2nd giga papa papa <laughs> A gigapapalypse. 113. Hip hop anonymous. You give him the easy ones. Gigapocalypse on August 2nd. South of the Circle on August 3rd. It's <laughs> my plan all along. Cubite Classics Thunderbolt on, uh, sorry, on PS4 on August 4th. Sword of Fairy Together Forever on August 4th. Uh, Abyss. Uh, hits on August 5th, Afterwave Downfall on August 5th, and uh, Gigabash on August 5th, Sophia the Ancient Clan on August 5th, The Jumping Nuggets on August 5th, The Jumping Pizza Turbo on August 6th, and The Jumping Nuggets Turbo on August 7th. Hey, guess what? Those last three. Easy Easy plats. plats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a problem and it's sick (laughs) and you need help. I don't know if I can help you anymore. I think you're lost. (laughs) That said, Kyle, it is time for a our favorite wow. segment of the show. It is time for the Sony Pony Express. Yeehaw! It's rather flat. It's 105 degrees outside. First question comes from me, Kyle. When's this heat wave going to be done? You think? Uh, we're we're in it until probably Monday next week. God, I hope so. The Muffin Mon writes in, wondering how you feel about Square and Crystal Dynamics issue with Last Stand Media, a DMCA takedown for reading a lit- leaked script of Tomb Raider. 
Does this not seemingly confirm that the script was real? Not sure if you guys read or heard but the, uh, about the script, but what are your thoughts on the new direction? So apparently this uh, new Tomb Raider was kind of kind of tie the trilogies together. So like mm. this Laura Croft is a more seasoned, uh, aged, weathered Laura Croft, uh, opposed to like in the rise of, this is her rising up. No, this is her. She's been doing it for a hot minute now. Um, in that regard, cool, because I'm tired of the origin story. Give me Laura Croft with, you know, two Colt 45s and figuring stuff out that way. Give me the cool sunglasses, yeah. Laura. Right. Um, there's also, again, rumor speculation. I saw this, the, the segment that was in question. I don't know. Honestly, I, I, they, they read part of it out loud and I found, I found it wasn't DMCA worthy of like being taken down. Cause there was mm-hmm. just like dialogue of that's probably going to get replaced somewhere down the road. Sure. So I don't know why. Well, not Square, but now Embracer and Crystal Dynamics. Well, actually, no, still Square at this very point in time until, like, September. So I don't know why they would actually, you know, strike it down. Mm. It is But all, all they did by doing that is, like, yeah, this is real. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, the cool thing, too, <clears throat> excuse me, is that it seems like this Laura will be queer. This is cool. Oh, sweet. And out, all of a sudden, nobody, you know, screaming... This is woke because let's be honest, we've all been fourteen and searched. <laughs> so yeah, you've downloaded those files from Kazaa. Yeah, LimeWire. <laughs> we know you're not innocent. Okay. Yeah. You might. Hey, hey You uh, might go uh, back to the old mind tonight after we just said hey, that. <laughs> Gen Alpha. Yeah. Uh, those are things before your time. <laughs> God damn it. Oh God! Well, God, you know, I when I was like, you know, I think I'm gonna be the cool old person that like gets the young people. Yeah, I, I said know. that five years ago. I don't get them, and I don't like any of you guys. Uh, yeah. None of you. All right. You I mean, I still like you. It's I love nope. you. Just nope. Settle with the Instagram selfies. You know what I'm saying? I have instant resentment. Your TikToks, <laughs> your dances, you're ruining your hey, algorithms. Don't take, don't bring TikTok into this. The worst. It really is the worst. It sucks and I hate it. I hate it so much. It's so stupid. I quite enjoy it. Just bring back Vine. I feel like I'll be 65. But it's not. Vine was six (laughs) seconds of pure comedy gold. I miss Water Malone guy. Where is he? (laughs) I forgot about Water Malone. He's so great. (sighs) Katie writes in. Hey guys, so I was thinking that games and gaming in general is a very special hobby and passionate, and we're all passionate, or sorry, and passion to all of us. It got me thinking, do you have a moment or memory that is really special to you? A game, a moment in a video game, playing games with friends, etc. Doesn't uh, it doesn't have to be your favorite moment necessarily, but one that will remain special to you for the rest of your life. As always, hope you're doing well and staying safe. Love you guys. I love love you, you, Katie. Katie. Thank you. May the force be <sighs> with you. I, I was watching the Jedi uh, Council stream and you were doing fantastic, by the way. Oh, yeah. uh, man. Hmm. Let's see, let's see. Let's see let's as see. much as I'm not an Xbox person. Boop. Xbox is my, bad. I heard, it. I heard about it somewhere. My gaming history with Xbox is, is 
bare and sad. Mm-hmm. But the moments I got to play, I believe it was Halo 2 or Halo 3 connected with Lan at a friend's house in high school. When I hate how you us, can't tell the difference between the two. I, I don't really remember which it. one it was. It I'm older soul. than you. My brain hurts. I get it. Uh, 115 degrees. Uh, four of us are in one room and the other four are in the other room and we're just having a great old time. Like yeah. those, those moments were pretty special. And any, in addition to that, any time in college that I got a full four person rock band assembled mm. and we were just jamming out with the rock band, mic, guitar, bass, drums. That Those are such a good time. And I, yeah. I've spoken about it before, but like the walking dead season one ending hit home really hard. And that is always like a, as sad as that moment is, that is one of my favorites. Cause that influenced what I want from games from then on out. Yeah. I mean, I think of games like world of Warcraft a lot. Like that game was so influential in my middle school to high school days. It was a game that it was always comfort food. I can always go back and level up my paladin or level up my rogue or doing whatever, creating a new alt. You know, going on raids with with so many people that I would call friends, and it's kind of sad when you look back and you're like, "Oh man, none of them are there." That's uh, mm. oh shucks. But it's like those memories that you make along the way, things you thought were super important. We must do now that look just so trivial. Um, but World of War- Warcraft was and is and will always have a special place in my heart. Um, I think about games like Bioshock. I remember just beating that game in like three playthroughs, not because the game is short at all, but because I was just so hooked. I was like, oh my God, this is what video games can be. I think of Gears of War 3 and spoiler alert for Gears of War 3, but like Dom's death in that game. I remember me and my buddy Ruben at the time, just silent and just our hearts broke because we identified as those characters. That was our bond, what we would do for each other type of stuff. Um, I think of that. I think of, goddamn, like, Guitar Hero, Gen Alpha, you don't understand this. Guitars were an <laughs> instrument that you would play. Uh, and honestly, again, I, I know I talked about this last episode, but, like, these music videos, I don't understand them. I don't understand any artist that's on now. <laughs> I really just, I hate y'all. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Next week we're gonna have a news story of when the housing uh, crisis comes for you guys. Bit. I don't care, you know. <laughs> Mr. Babbitt walks outside and screams at the clouds. <laughs> um, but yeah, like like I think about like Guitar Hero and playing with man, you know, yeah. like all my friends, like the non gamers. That's the thing that got us in. There's just so oh many, God. you know. We're, we'll never get that moment again. Yeah, music, yep. rhythm games, Guitar Hero, Rockman. Yeah. That will never happen again, and that makes me sad. Hell, dude, even, like, playing Call of Duty for the first time, being called a and a and then a and you get it. So, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's those moments, man. Like, I, I we, we tend to forget it. Video uh, games are beautiful. They're magical. The people that make them are so incredibly talented. You know, we, we, we just forget about that sometimes. Yeah. So, goddamn, video games are great. Go out there, add a developer, 
Tell them the trophy room sent you. Yeah. Tell them how much the, their games meet, mean to you. Seriously. Whatever game it is, just please. No matter how tell big those small. devs how much you love them, appreciate their hard work because mm-hmm. they need to hear it yeah. as much as we want to hear it ourselves. All right, Drellish writes in. This is the next question here. This question's for the Sony Pony Express. Gentlemen. Yeehaw. Yeah. I need to repeat this uh, this week. You guys rock, and you guys rock the rock. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh. Uh, but seriously, we know your dream would be uh, to, sorry, be able to live a podcasting show like the Trophy Room Podcast. Joe and Kyle, could you each share what comes to your mind if... 15 slash 20 years down the line you would be still podcasting what would your perfect show look like in your opinion uh, think about your role within the podcast possible structure frequency of content guests community cash flow etc cash flow Ooh, all the cash <laughs> <laughs> all the cash That's right. i want to wolf i don't gotta worry about i don't have to worry about how much my teeth are gonna cost exactly. i'm just gonna walk in and, like fix them yeah. and throw money at them um 15 20 years wow that's wild and honestly this might it's not egotistical is not the word i'm looking for sure but i love what our show is yep i don't know if the show would change much mm-hmm. uh i i feel like we got something pretty special and not if these gen alphas have anything to say about it <laughs> keep them out of this but podcast just to think like ideally though what would a, a perfect show would be like is me having the time to play more games for the next week sure so that we can talk about them a little bit more yeah um free, frequency once a week is great yep. you know content wise i think we got it guests i think when they come on they're impactful and they're great I don't want to overdo it because I like just hanging out with Joe every week and everyone just listen to us talk about PlayStation community wise. I just want to grow it to be the biggest thing ever and can keep the integrity of what we have is just everyone being kind and loving to each other and welcoming and yeah. accepting. And the beautiful thing of having to here. not mod as much yeah. is thing fantastic y'all treat yeah. each other so well so courteous and just also so generous it's 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 amazing all are yeah. fantastic um but also cash flow <laughs> come on now <laughs> yeah right uh but like and here's the thing it's so where would we like to be 15 20 years from now still doing the podcast that we want to create not in a wheelchair not in a wheelchair not with crutches or a walker i will take hoverboard that's the only way sure you know yeah like i'll take floating torso i will take that (laughs) um but like yeah still be a modoc this son of a gun (laughs) absolutely uh what does the perfect show look like still the thing that we're doing you know there's a lot of playstation podcasts that may know more than us but i feel like they hate being there Right, there's video game channels that I take a look at, and they may be more successful monetarily, but it's like y'all hate to be there. There's some channels that I'm like, you're not making this content because you want to make it. You want to make this content because it's a buck, right? Or because this is gonna get your your five minutes of fame. There's so many of those podcasts again that read the headline and not the article. Mm-hmm. That's not what this 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 show is all about. Um, you know, frequency of guests. Kyle hit it. You know, our guests, when we have them on, they're impactful. 
it means something. They're adding something to this conversation that, you know, might be missing or a perspective that we don't have is important. Um, you know, what do we want to grow this show to be? I would say wait in a week. Um, Ooh. that's what I would say yeah. to me. I'm not thinking about 15, 20 years. I'm thinking about what are we doing next month? What are we doing the month after that? What are we doing at the end of the year? Mm-hmm. Um, and the things that are already in motion, you know, like, again, we have this idea of the trophy room awards being something that is more than just a podcast, you know, typical game of the year thing. It's, it's going to be really ambitious. It's going to be unlike anything you've seen an indie podcast do. We're going to be hitting above our weight. And um, it's exciting because it's scary. Because it's going in uncharted territory. So I hope in 15, 20 years, we're still going in uncharted territory and not being yeah. and not taking the safe way. Can, can I uh, bring up a goal that I think would be cool? Yeah, go for it. I would love to do a live show in front of live people. That That's the end goal. Let's do that one day. I would love for us to just be on a stage, not even a stage, just on a table in front of a room Yeah, with like the community members there listening to us live as we record. Episode 400. So special. Let's do it. Episode 400. All right. Why not? Two years from now? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's a whole lot of... Oh, boy. Who knows? Monkey pox may explode, you know? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, yeah. I don't know. M9 Prime writes, has there been a game that you were so excited for before it released, but once you played it, you realized it was not living up to the hype? It wasn't <laughs> that good. Bye, oh, M9 Prime. <laughs> oh, M9 boy. Prime. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 was probably one of my biggest letdowns. I do not. I, I, it's one of those games where it's just like, I appreciate that you exist. I'm glad that people love it. And I threw something. I'm sorry. Um, I'm glad that people loved it. But that wasn't Red Dead to me. There you go. Like Red Dead for me, like Red Dead 1, I did not anticipate where that story went at all. And I think Red Dead 2 is one of the most predictable stories and just played it so safe. And it was just a cliche of Tombstone. And uh, I wanted something more. I think Red Dead 1 was just so, so unique. And um, Red Dead 2 was a bummer to me. But again, if you love it, you love it. If you're giving it a second chance like Nakachaka is and you're digging it, ain't taking that away from you. I love that yeah. thing. What about you, Kyle? I've got two. One, uh, I have uh, changed my mind on Okay, because I took a little bit and came back to it. That's Days Gone. I was so excited for Days Gone. I was a little bummed when it first came out. And then it took me, I want to say almost a year to yeah. go back and then restart it and replay it after all the patches and whatnot. And generally, I love that game. I think that game is really, really, really good. And yeah. I, I love what Ben did with it. Um, but at, at launch, I was very bummed by it because it wasn't what I wanted. I am tempted to go back in. It's pretty. Hey, st- is it on the Steam Deck? I think it should be. Hey, there you go. Uh-huh. Uh, the other one is a jokey one, but I was so excited as a kid. I was like, oh, man, Rockstar's making... A game called State of Emergency. Oh god! Oh, I can't wait. This looks like a great time. I pre-ordered it. I picked it up within five minutes. Like, oh, this game sucks. <laughs> I hate that. I was so disappointed. Yeah, I, I hate when it like you're like this game looks interesting. You buy it, 
Or maybe you just download it for like on Game Pass or whatever. Yeah, that was my like one of my first paychecks ever. I Ooh. used the whole thing to buy that game and I was Ooh. so let down. Oh. All right, Bad. Cloudside writes in. Evening, good sirs. Do you find yourself buying a lot of games in the sales, thinking you got a great deal, pushing them to the side for a bit, and then before you know it, they are on PlayStation Plus monthly game or recently ended up on PlayStation Extra or etc. I've bought so many games that ended up like that. Then I think I could have saved so much money waiting. I can't help myself, though, when I see sales that have ended up and then end up with an impossible backlog of like 700 plus games. This literally happened with Assassin's Creed Origins for me. Uh-huh. Immediately after I bought it, bam, it's on all the things. I hate it. <laughs> um, I'm probably the wrong person to ask this about because mm-hmm. I'm way okay with buying a game physically and then it coming everywhere digitally. Fair on sale digitally. Just, just, you know me, I want my things physically. So like, yeah. I'm I'm totally fine with this, but I can understand the frustration you buy a game and then the next day it's going to be the PS plus game. It hurts like I, so... I've literally almost bought little nightmares. Yeah. So many times. Actually, little nightmares is a game that I bought like, um, like months ago when like little nightmares yeah. two came out or whatever. And then uh-huh. it's like, it's one of the PlayStation plus games. You're like, Oh, well, all right. <laughs> yeah. It, it's so... one of those things. Like even tiny Tina's that remember you promised you play with me and never did. I bought that on PS4. And then, like, a month afterwards, it's like, it's one of the PlayStation Plus games. Hate that. Yeah. Yuna writes in, hey, guys, welcome to August, where summer vacation dies down for a bit, and students are readying themselves for school life. Ugh. The heat is still the heat. Mm -hmm. And we are- 120 degrees. 125 degrees right here, right now. And we are readying for games coming in the fall. I'm putting my- focus on yakuza like a dragon now that it's on playstation Ooh. plus and i don't have to put it uh sorry i don't have to put a disc in and i wanted to mention that if anyone is doing a uh oh my god yakuza like, a, like dragon a dragon this month i'd be happy to help you on the discord hey. as i'm doing it on the playstation 5 version myself where i can and will try to steer any of you off the game uh, will my, not try to say oh, sure will not try sorry i'm sorry yeah. you're good degrees. you're good my question this week is taken from a few months back where you guys asked about your favorite plat thanks to green, uh, green gorilla gaming for the idea and i wanted to ask you what's your proudest slash favorite stacks of games that you have gotten in your playstation lifetime with doing like a dragon uh it will be my first ever stack that i have gotten in my lifetime owning a playstation so it feels special in a way so i throw back uh, the ball back to you guys what stacks of games do you feel most proud of and if you do not have any then what stacks would you love to get what stacks me god so I, I'm I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, I, I assume meaning the whole franchise of the game. Oh, like fr- oh, dude, Dark Souls, one hundred ten percent. Or it could be you, you you plot a game and it stacks PS4, PS5, PS3, Vita type of thing. I'll tell you when I hit an Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, man, what is addiction. what is it? Uh, if I'm getting that correctly, what is my favorite? Mm-hmm. You know what I? Oh man, Tell I me. don't think I have the platinum in. I love the pregnant pause, by the way. Thank you. I don't know if I have. That was an old podcast trick when I first started from a friend. <laughs> it was like instead of just saying um all the time, just take a second yeah. and just 
It Silence works. is okay. Yeah. Uh, I almost just said um. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't have the platinum in the first game. Okay. I think I have it in the second, but the Arkham trilogy is one of my favorite. Oh, good ever. choice. Such a good like, choice. ever ever. Yeah. Uh, I, I, there there's gonna be. It's gonna be hard to have a trilogy games or more than three, whatever a quartet, a quintet a of quintet. games, um, quinjet X Men, uh, yes. of, of that will ever beat the Arkham games yeah. for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Last question. This comes oh, from well, yours. Oh, you said Dark Souls. Yeah. Never mind. Dark Souls, Uncharted. God bless. Uh, yeah. Tino Six Speed writes in. Last question of the show. Hey Kyle. Hey Joe. Hey. I'm about one third the way from Plat. Uh, platinuming eldering and i just yeah. have to thank the two of you for keeping me sane through my playthrough this is going to be my first souls game to platinum oh boy nice. and i wish i i i wish i could say i didn't swear at my tv so much <laughs> but listening to you guys crack jokes in the background definitely lightened the mood i guess my question for this week is when you walk away from oh, sorry, when do you walk away from a frustrating video game? What do you do to decompress? I know video games are meant to be fun, and they are, but sometimes a boss could just <laughs> die. <laughs> I feel that so hard, Tino. And congrats on, on being a third of the way mm -hmm. there. Um, I was with that with Bloodborne when I was doing it in secret. There are many a boss. Um, Kaz can go f himself. You know what I'm Nailed saying? Nailed it. Nailed uh, it. Kaz was awful. Uh, the Bloodstarved Beast and the Chalice Dungeons. Oh my god. The Headless one? The, the last one? Oh boy. Um, but what I do, and this is a really cheap answer, and it's not, not everyone will be able to, to do this. Yeah. But just going upstairs and getting a hug from my nieces <laughs> <laughs> or or just hanging out with little man upstairs, yeah. like, man, that calms me down so quick. Just got to exactly walk away. What I need. That, that happened when I was going for the Fall Guys Platinum, when you mm. had to do the five wins in a row. And I was just, I got so close. I got to like three and then I lost on the fourth one. And I got the only time I envisioned myself throwing my <laughs> tool shock into my TV. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I got, I got to go. <laughs> I just need, I need to go as the kids say, touch some grass. That's and right. Chill out for a little bit. That's right. Like Jen Alpha would say. Yeah. What do you think they're going to complain about Jen Alpha? I think the Ubers aren't quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the youth. All right. Yeah. Uh, my thing is, um, I walk away. Simple as that. I walk away. I take a break. I play something else. I swear in front of the PlayStation, and then I just I like I what I did a lot with Elden Ring. Not Elden, maybe no Sekiro. This is what I would do, guys. Ready? I would die on like I don't know, like the the ape boss, right? And be like, man, this game. No, it was Genichiro. Genichiro could suck an egg, and I'd be like, oh my god, this game sucks. I'm I'm deleting it. I'm never touching it, and I would I would delete it. I would say I'm never touching it again. And then oh. what do I do? Redownload it. And then what would happen? Genichiro kick my ass. What I do? I just walk away. I watch videos, delete the app, redownload it. 
<laughs> I did this so many times, guys. People that ha are, are data capped must hate me because I did this with Sekiro, I think, at least five times, especially on, on the Grand uh, Grand Owl or Grandfather Owl, whatever. Mm -hmm. He could suck an egg. That fight isn't fair. That's a bad boss fight. Anyway. I mean, I, I did that with Elden Ring as well, where... Just walk away. I went to work the next day. I was like, all right, I'm done. I, I can't do this. I'm going to go back to Horizon. And then while I'm at work, I'm thinking about, man, what if I just changed a weapon? Yep. Yep. What if I just go and grind some levels for a little bit and go back? And it would always, that night I would come home, instead of switching it up, I'd go right back right in. Right back in. <laughs> that's how they, and that's how you know you have a really good game on your hands, is you, yeah. you just, no matter what, you're going back in. Horror games do this to me all the time. I take 10 minute breaks, I play 10 minutes, and I walk. I walk away and I try to, I try to reason to with myself to go sit back in front of the TV. I try so hard. I can't wait to do that with, you know, like Kaliso Protocol in, in, in Dead Space. But man, I remember doing that with Dead Space 2 constantly. With Resident Evil, when, when uh, Mr. X starts following you, every 10 minutes I'm looking up walkthroughs to get there as fast as I can. And mm -hmm. it's not cheap to me. It's not cheating. It's just me doing what I got to do because it's terrifying out there, y'all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's what I do. Huh? Not ashamed of one bit. That's it, Kyle. <clears throat> As I'm dying. That's been the trophy room this week. Look oh, at that. We made it. We made it. It's only 145 degrees. Oh, boy. Hoo-wee, hoo-wee. Kyle, is there anything you'd like to spotlight before we head on out of here, sir? Myself, Mr. Up on Twitter and on PSN and everywhere, so go send me those friend requests. Uh, if you want to catch up on all the indie news and stuff, go hit up 61indie.com. That's S-I-X-O-N-E-I-N-D-I-E.com and IndieCast, wherever you listen to podcast services. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to cool down. Yeah, I, I feel like the last 15 <laughs> minutes hit, yeah, hit you like a sack of bricks, friend. It, 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 that and the teeth. It just like, oh, oh it's boy. A, yeah. 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 Well, listen, you can find me over at Mr. Babbitt on Twitter. You can find the show over at PS Trophy Room. And if you're a patron, you could go find us over. And if you're not, you can find us over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room, where this week it's retro radio. Kyle and I are going to Ooh. talk about retro game stores, some retro pickups, things in our past that we miss so dearly. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody love you all so very much. Remember. That Last of Us giveaway, rate us five stars on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Show, uh, screenshot those uh, reviews. Send them our way over at PS Review on, on Twitter. We'll lock it in. And on August 25th, we will give you, uh, we'll find out who the winner is. There you go. Look at it. There it 146 is. 146 degrees. With all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody keep your wits about you. Keep hunting. And keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. Love you very much. Have a banger of a day. Sweet num nums. Gotta get them in. You wanna say I love you? I said I love you first. What, don't you gotta finish it. with it. I love you again. <laughs> Always. <laughs> <laughs>